Welcome back to the Two and a Half Jits podcast. I'm your host, Coach Burks, back with episode two with my counterparts, Mr. Atlas and Mr. Rambo. What's up, guys? How you guys been? I've been all right. I'm dead ass chilling, bro. Just another day. Eight thirty Central Time as we record this. Nine thirty four Eastern Time. Eastern Time, yeah. So, a lot has gone on since we last recorded. Conference championships, awards, Heisman, lots of other stuff. We're all going to go through that in this episode. First off, let's go over the conference championship games. First game was the Minnesota-Ohio State game. Ohio State lost 36-16. to Mr. Atlas almost got his very specific score of, what was it, 29 points? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 29 points, almost correct. Um, What do you guys think about this game, guys? Um... Just the uh, pure domination, you know. I thought Ohio State scored more than they should have. But I guess that was in garbage time. I don't really know. I mean, not really. <laughs> uh, I mean, Minnesota dominated, so, I mean, can't really say anything about it. Rocky yeah, Rambo Minnesota's, had a pick. Yeah. Minnesota's defense really showed out in this game. Forcing turnovers with Rocky Rambo getting interception. Jameer Watson Jr. forcing a fumble. And TJ Henderson having interception as a what was that? A three to zero turnover ratio? That's huge. They shut him out in the first half. Um, Herbert Cortez showed off his legs with a pair of rush touchdowns. Quanta didn't really do much in this game, but he didn't really need to. It was just pure domination. Minnesota showed why. Honestly, they are a top two team in the nation this game. Agreed. Yeah, it was just domination. I mean, I felt like Ohio State got a couple of good drives going, but Minnesota's red zone defense did strong. So. This is what we expected, and this is what we got. For sure, for sure. Next game um, was the American Athletic Championship game. UCF versus UNLV. UNLV wins 19-14, to the low-scoring game, to clinch an undefeated season in the American Athletic with the win versus UCF. I'll start off. Um, I predicted UCF to win this game. Kind of surprised that. Dash Marino really didn't do more in this game. Uh, kind of disappeared in the second half. And uh, DeAndre Dixon did a really nice job leading UNLV to the second half comeback after being down at halftime. I think there's a really promising UNLV team for the future, and Coach uh, Jackson should be really proud of his team for this game. Yeah. Um, coming to this game, you kind of question UCF's motivation after some coaching problems and committing problems, and you know what I mean? And then you look at UNLV and they're like very motivated and then they want to show that they're, I guess, a top eight team in football, even though they're not yet, but they went undefeated. So I think that this was a statement game for them going into next year. Uh, when you have a shit quarterback named Andrews who just doesn't care, <laughs> you're not going to win games. UNLV cared more about the game. I, I, Moreno and Fields are the only ones who care. And when you have a quarterback who already sucks and doesn't care, you're not going to win football games. That's just how it works. That's facts. You're not wrong. Alex Andrews going to the Auburn Tigers next year will be interesting to see how he does next year in a lot better conference in the SEC compared to the American Athletic Conference. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Going to Alabama. Next game was the ACC championship game. This game wasn't really much of a contest. Boston College won by a final score of... uh, Ethan kind of messed up the score at the end there. It should be uh, 
38 to 21. He said 31 20. But, uh, yeah, Boston College just torched this Miami defense. It's pretty non existent. I'll say that. Um, but this is a really bright Miami team for the future. So, I mean, it's a learning experience against a playoff Boston College team. And Jordan Speed had three touchdowns in one quarter, just airing it out with no disregard to their secondary. So, yeah. Yeah, great game for Boston College, getting them into the playoff, and uh, it's probably going to be the last like non-competitive ACC championship in a while since they're getting a lot of talent coming in in the opposite division of Boston College and Wake Forest and Florida State. So, the end of an era. I mean, I think everyone expected Boston College to win this game. They're just a lot deeper and talented team. So. Yeah, they're full of pre-commits, and yeah, they're probably going to win the ACC. Over Miami, who's not a bunch of pre-commits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next game on the docket was the number one LSU Tigers versus the number four Georgia Bulldogs. This was probably the game of the week for many people. Um, LSU, surprisingly, barely won this game in overtime. Took uh, Andrew Partee's touchdown to Flash Miller to win the game. Honestly, I was surprised. Um Leading up to the game, LSU's activity really wasn't the greatest, I'm not going to lie, and George's was really good, so I'm hats off to Coach Maximus for this game, but uh, LSU's passing attack really made a difference in this game. Andrew Partrice had a really, really good game. Um, yeah, not much else I can say. LSU forced turnovers, but this is a Georgia team that is really well coached, and they have a good team, so hats off to them. Yes, uh it's a Heisman quarterback, Shamar Stevens, who went out and scored three touchdowns, I think. I don't know. What, he had two? He scored one, one touchdown, touchdown and two turnovers. No, he had, I know Jalen LaPray took an end around and scored. Yeah, man. He did not have a good game. Did not have a good game. Uh, the Heisman winner. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. He didn't have the best game that. of his career, but, I mean, that's what happens yeah. in the universe, LSU, you know. You know. He, he put a, t- he had put a touchdown over uh, Debo's head, so I got to give props to him, so. But, uh, yeah, this uh, LSU defense is, the, in my opinion, the best in college football. So, you know, it would be hard for yeah, them to right there. throw I them mean, it's ball. definitely the most hyped defense in college football. I'll admit that, yeah. Texas and Minnesota can make cases. But, you know, <laughs> just in my opinion. But, uh, Mr. Rambo, what do you think about this game? Uh, I think UGA, like, I think all around impressed us except for Shamar. Like, I feel like... He, he needed to make a couple more plays to get the job done, and, well, that didn't happen. But they still played really well. They got really active for the game. And surprisingly, they still have a chance at a natty. So, like, I felt like they did, like, good enough to prove they have another chance. So, like, they can hang with the top teams in the league. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, overrated. I agree, I agree. Especially if Shamar shows up. All righty. Um, next game was the Texas Longhorns versus the Baylor Bears. Baylor won in the regular season, but Texas got their revenge in this game with a low-scoring 21-17 to game. Texas's defense really, really showed up in that second half, getting a big stop with Damian Griffin to end the game on this on Emmanuel Macy. Um, yeah, this Texas team, they have some stuff to figure out on offense. They really struggled in that department. Quarterback... Peyton Thornton did have a passing touchdown in the fourth quarter to get the go-ahead score, but he really struggled on this Baylor defense. And this isn't like Coach 
Hines' best defense. Devin Fitz Jr. is his leader on that team, but it's nothing like incredible. So they got to really figure it out come playoff time, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess all it takes is a John Raines halftime speech to bring this Texas team back into it. And uh, Payne Thorne threw touch, two touchdowns in the second half, so I guess I guess he really turned up. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, this is not Baylor's best team, and it's definitely might be Texas's best team. So I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, Baylor on paper is not as good as they – showed up so I don't know. I don't even know what to say about this game. <laughs> uh yeah. Go Rambo. Got anything to say, Rambo? Uh it was a weird game, you know. I thought it would have definitely been a little more high scoring because they have, they both have like really good talent on both sides of the field. Um but I think Texas running back died to be honest. <laughs> I know I don't think Mama Ocho even cares about him anymore. Um, their best wide receiver, I think, also died. And their tight end actually just retired. So, Texas has a lot of problems going into the playoffs. So, I mean, they got things to work out. Number one, miss my man Malik. He's a dope guy. Sucks to see him quit 2-2-2. Two, two, two. But I agree with Mr. Rambo. Texas's offense is not the greatest. Yeah. Like, this is their, their bread and butter is their defense. Mm-hmm. Players like A.J. Gaines, Damian Griffin, Ray Ray Smith. I mean, Clay, Clay Jackson, they got playmakers all across that defense. Their offense is what's going to need to show up in the playoff. I'm not sure they have the pieces around Peyton Thornton, Peyton Thornton's senior year. Loki could be a top 20 pick, who knows? But uh, he needs to, they need to show up in the playoff, that's for sure. This is not John Rain's greatest offense, but his, his, he makes his money on his defense. That's what he loves. So, we'll see. For sure. Alrighty, um, we'll go to the last game, which was Arizona State Oregon. Probably the best game of the, one of the better games. Mm. Very low score. In terms of defense, if you like defensive action, probably the best game. That's the only game I got wrong. If you like offense, you don't like this game. Ended up being a thirteen to six game. Duke Presky really, really struggled against this Oregon secondary. The young studs like Junior Sosa, Caleb Neely. Players like that, mm-hmm. you know. And Carmen Collins Jr. had some good moments this game. This whole Oregon defense performed really well against a good Arizona State offense. It'll be interesting to see how Oregon does in the playoffs with such a young roster. Yeah, I mean, both offenses just didn't show up, so it was definitely a defensive battle. Both defenses on the field for a while, I'm assuming. And a lot of turnovers were forced. And, uh, you know, I've been I've been hearing some uh, locker room issues with the Oregon, you know. You hear about that too? I have heard yeah, about you know, that. Yeah. Almost like unmotivated at quarterback or something. I don't know. Who knows? Our quarterback is considering sitting out the game. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting. Have to look out for that. But anyways, yeah. Uh, got anything else to say about that, Rambo? Um, um... First off, uh, Lakes, you disappointed me again. I thought you were going to go off, you know, prove that you're still top RB in the league. You just suck now. So, thanks for, like, making the one game I predicted to be wrong. So, but good win for Oregon. Um, That might be the high point as the next game. I don't know if they have the firepower or 
the motivation to beat LSU, but you won the Pac-12, so props to you, Coach Wright. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, that wraps up the conference championships. We'll go into awards. Um, we got I got a lot of these wrong, not going to lie. I was uh, surprised by some of these, but we'll, I'll, go, I'll list them off one by one. Maxwell was Shamar Stevens, quarterback from Georgia. Walter Kent was Jackson Allen, quarterback from Wake Forest. Nagurski and Lombardi was Isaac Lopez of Texas A&M and Eli Jones, the defensive end from USC, respectively. Mm-hmm. Davey O'Brien was Braylon Sanford, quarterback from Oklahoma. Stoke Walker was Jaquan Sith, running back from Minnesota. Butnikoff was James Parker, wide receiver from USC. Mackey was Mars Garrity, tight end from Penn State. Buckkiss was Devin Fitz Jr., the outside linebacker from Baylor. Coach Theor was Coach Maximus of Georgia. Tim Thorpe was Arrow Williams, the strong safety from Texas A&M. And then Bednarik was Rocky Rambo. Minnesota and the BRJ Leadership Award was Shamar Stevens, Georgia quarterback. That was a lot of names. But uh, who you, who's the most surprising? Oh, this might be a little biased, but Errol Williams for sure. Um, thought it was definitely between me and uh, AJ Gaines, but I was obviously very wrong. And uh, yeah, that was kind of devastating. I thought the Nagurski was pretty surprising. I thought it was going to be flipped the other way around where Jones would win it and then Lopez would win the Lombardi, but nope. There was two I thought were surprising. I thought Braylon Sanford winning the Dave O'Brien was surprising. I thought Jackson Allen. No, I think Braylon Sanford is the best true passer in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got Dave. better wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Ricky Martello is a top two wide yeah. receiver. Yeah, but no, he has like 390s, though, or something two. like that. I was, the surprised. I was least surprised by James Parker winning. He had that in the bag. Yeah. If Rocky Burks didn't come along in Miami, then I don't know. Maybe Miles Witt wins that, but I don't know. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but the second one that surprised me was the BRJ Leadership Award. Give me Ken Froch. <laughs> Give me him. He deserved that. He was robbed. Yeah. He's gonna go with a motivational speech in the playoffs. Him or Miles or Miles Put Sherman that on, for sure. Miles Sherman barely talks yeah. to my chat, bro. He's a leader for sure. Or give me a uh, Demonte Crenshaw. Oh yes, Manzi. Give me Demonte DC. Crenshaw. He was post posting from the hospital, man. <laughs> My man, Demonte. Um, yeah. So those are the awards. Um, congrats to everyone who won one. Go to my LSU Jets won one. Very sad, but I'd rather have a national championship yes, than an award. So that's correct. Figure that. All Americans were released. I'm not going to go through this whole list. A lot of good names I saw. There's a lot of interesting names. Some snubs. Um, What do you guys think of this? Um, I believe it was pretty accurate. Um, I was surprised by the amount of players from some team. Uh, Who who got snubbed off the first and second team, you think? Uh, Who got snubbed? Who got snubbed? Definitely Michael Washington. Yeah, so. No, you got you got second team. No, but he deserved first team on baby. He's yeah. better than Trill Taylor, bro. Mm, he proved that, that in the Texas A&M game. I'm not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Uh, um, Big Bailey, the defensive end for Minnesota. Uh, he's in 93 bro. overall, and he didn't even make a team. Bro. bro. Yo, he has a he has a two 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 account. Nah, bro. it's back what? and two two. Now two two's like <laughs> he's yeah, active, bro. Bro. 
that? No. They put a freshman. They put a, stop the cat. They put Jalen Lamar over a ninety-three DN. He's the best D lineman on Minnesota. So is Bailey. He he just doesn't post as much because he has an IRL life. Okay, man. Yeah, okay. I said why. So do I. I'm doing my history project right now as I'm recording this. So. Hey, man. Yeah. So. Okay. Um. Who am I surprised about? Um, heck, I don't know. This looks pretty good to me. <laughs> <laughs> looks pretty good to me. I'll, we'll stick with it. Let's talk about the Heisman finalists. The winner was Shamar Stevens, the quarterback from Georgia. I'm going to start out. I do not think he deserved this award, and here's why. Number one, he played three user teams all season. Three. So he's putting up these stats against non-user teams. Number two... In the biggest game of the season, he folded. Number that's number two. Number three, the other candidates were more deserving. Honestly, every single one of them were, except Eli Jones. Rocky Rambo had the best season of a safety in BAP history. Yes, I, you heard it here first. From the best safety in BAP history, Lonnie Burr, saying that this was the best season by safety ever. Almost 120 tackles in six turnovers? Like, that's nuts. Jackson Allen... 42 total touchdowns, almost 4,400 total yards. And Jaquan said, who matched Jalen Hills, one of Jalen Hills' Heisman seasons, with over 2,000, over 2,000 all-purpose yards and 25 touchdowns. Like, Shamar Steves, I know Georgia, we'll talk about Georgia later. They're a three-seed, which I think is really high for the strength of schedule. But, um, yeah, I don't think he deserved this. No no disrespect to Shamar Stevens. I know you're a good guy. DM me after the game. Saying your congrats. But I just don't think he really deserved this award. Just my opinion. Yeah, I agree. For sure. For sure. Uh, I mean... That's basically my mood. Like, I've done everything <laughs> possible. You know, the first, like, I don't know, like, what more I could have done. Have, like, 10 interceptions maybe next year. But, like, I feel like I, I showed up every game, even though we lost to Texas, but that wasn't my fault. But... I don't know, like, I need, like, the voters to, like, realize, like, how good of a season I had. I feel like no one realized until I made the Heisman watch list. But, you know, Shamar Stevens exists, and people want to see the story from last-ranked recruit to Heisman winner. But, yeah, congrats to Shamar, man. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess people like to see running quarterbacks, definitely. I don't know. I didn't even get to vote this year. I don't have a team. Sad. I voted Rambo first. I'm just saying. I wish I knew how much I lost by, like... I don't think you lost by lot. But a bunch of coaches screwed up how they voted. So. A lot of coaches yeah. just didn't even look at my stats. They're like, oh, Shamar? Yeah, we're voting him. Yeah, it's whatever. Okay. Moving on. The playoff is released. We got number eight, Oregon versus number one, LSU. Number two, Minnesota versus number seven, Boston College. Number four, Texas versus number five, TAMU. And number three, Georgia versus number six, USC. Let's make some first-round prediction, boys. What do we think of the first game, LSU versus Oregon? Uh, LSU blows out Oregon. A lot of problems going on there, and that's it. I mean, they don't – I feel like their running backs, like, they're really not good there. And, like, I feel like they're not going to be able to pass the ball either. So, like, I think it's going to get really ugly. Um, I mean, I don't know if – a non-motivated Christian Lane can handle a motivated as a 
LSU defense, but I don't really know if he could do that, even if he's playing or not. I just don't think he could do anything. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is a limping Oregon team. I mean, barely beating Arizona State. And they the literally don't have a front seven. Game. Or... They don't have a front seven. They have a lot of internal issues. Two players have already been kicked off the team. Their quarterback doesn't want to play for his own own coach. And, yeah, there's just a lot of locker room issues there. I'm not sure how they're going to handle an LSU team that's pretty cohesive unit, I'd like to say, being coach. But, um, yeah, I'll be surprised if this game is close <laughs> and if we lose. So, give me, give me my Tigers, man. Next game, let's do Texas, Texas A&M. Um, I'll start things off. I think I think Texas gets a win here. In my opinion, here's why. I feel like this is a really, 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 really good Texas defense. I know I was dissing on their offense earlier, but I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think their defensive stars are really going to show up in this game and show why John Reigns is the best coach in bat history. Yes, I said it. Best coach in bat history. Give me the Longhorns. Um, I like your, I like your pick, but I'm going to disagree here. Um, that Texas offense isn't as elite as they should be for a playoff team. And I think Texas A&M is just so active and probably much more hungry for a playoff win. And I think that they're going to pull off the upset, especially off the good amount of All-American first-team players they have. And, uh, yeah, I think they're they're going to win this game. No buys. Yeah, I I agree with Atlas. I think Texas A&M is going to win. Uh, I don't want to say it's going to be a blowout, but I feel like it could be a two-touchdown game just because of the lack of offense by Texas. But you never know. Maybe, you know, Texas wins another defensive battle like they did earlier in the year. But I just see Texas a and win this. Okay, okay. Next game we'll discuss. We got Minnesota versus Boston College. Team Storyline versus Team Storyline. We got Coach Hill, Minnesota Gold Go versus the Boston College Eagles. Me, I got Minnesota in this game, man. Minnesota is experienced. This is Boston College's first trip to the playoff. Coach Langford's first trip to the playoff. I feel like Minnesota's got more experienced roster. They got more playmakers on that defense. Rocky Rambo, man. Yeah, I mean, they're just a better team all around, and I think Minnesota has this game in the bag. Yeah, I think these two teams pair up pretty well on paper. I mean, like, Minnesota's obviously has a better defense, but they both have a lot of good depth and a lot of good stars on both sides of the ball. And I think it's just a matter of, which quarterback steps up against the better defense more or against the other defense more. And I think Jordan Speed's definitely a better quarterback than, uh, yeah, whatever. Herbert Cortez. So I think, I think it's going to be close, but I think Jaquan Sitt is the difference maker in this one, actually. So I think Minnesota wins by, like, a score. Yeah, uh, I think Minnesota wins. I, Boston College, they don't lose any players to the NFL this upcoming year. So this is just a, a year to get experience for them. I think they can make a run next year, but Minnesota, they have the experience, and I think they're a talented team as of right now, so I would take the Gophers. Good choice. Good choice, good choice. Last game we got for the first round. I think that's all we're going to discuss today. Is that right? Georgia and USC. Georgia, USC. Georgia, I'm really surprised they got the three seed. I was more surprised. I was more expecting them to be a seven or eight seed. To be honest, three seeds really high for their strength and schedule. But um, 
They play a number six seed USC team. I got USC in this game. I think they're going to win by at least two scores. This is a really talented USC team, top to bottom, led by their D-line, which had two All-Americans on it, first and second team, and two other really good contributors in Aries Andrews and Alonzo Collinson. Like, this is a really good, talented USC team, top to bottom. I'm not sure Georgia's talent really matches them. You mean USC in the upset, I mm, guess? Questionable. I mean, honestly, if you're USC, this is your dream matchup out of all the teams you could play in the playoffs. Georgia's just not as good as they look. I mean, their strength of schedule was garbage. But, I mean, if Shamar Stevens shows up, I mean, maybe they have a shot. But I think USC's depth is just way better than Georgia's in general. And I think they're going to take over and win by, like, 14. Yeah, I got USC, the best D-line in America. But here's the one thing I'll say. If Shamar can prove me wrong, if he can throw the ball against this young USC secondary, maybe they have a chance. He, he can't beat them by run. He's going to have to throw that ball around. So, I mean, if he can really have his true Heisman moment, I think they could possibly pull the upset. But USC's too talented, so give me Trojans. All right. That's all we got to talk about, I think. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about at all? Anything. Oh, uh, you want to do the rest of the Bulls? Sure, why not? Let's run through them. Let's do a little prediction right here. So, hold on. Let me get a look. We got, first bowl game, we got Rose Bowl, Arizona State versus Rutgers. I got it. And they're going to get their revenge this game. Rutgers just not as deep of a team as Arizona State. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't know how Rutgers is even in the bowl, maybe because the Big Ten just sucks right now. But, yeah, give me Arizona State. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> baby. All right. Sugar Bowl, we got Florida State versus Oklahoma. Florida State's going to prove why they should have been in the playoff. I don't think they really deserved it, but this is a really talented Florida State team that was well-deserving. I think they're going to beat up on an Oklahoma team that kind of is overrated. Mm, yeah. Mark. They don't really have that good. They don't have that great of a defense. They do have the Davey O'Brien winner. They do have a good receiving core, but Florida State's just more talented top to bottom. Yeah, give me Florida, Florida State. State, too. They're better defensively. And I think Xavier Perez is pretty pretty good for a quarterback. Yeah, he's a pretty, he's a pretty good guy. Uh, pretty give good me guy. Oklahoma in a shootout. I think this game will go into the 50s, 60s. I, think, I don't think um, – <laughs> I don't think FSU uh, – they're not really good, like, on the secondary, in my opinion, I think Oklahoma will be able to dot them up and win the game. That's a good pick, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even look at their rosters. All right. Uh, next game, we got the Peach Bowl. Wake Forest versus Notre Dame. Um, give me the upset in this game. Notre Dame. They had a really disappointing season, 9-3. I think Coach Wiss can have his boys prepared for this game against Mr. Jackson Allen, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Give me Notre Dame. I think Mr. Jackson Allen's going to have a good game this game. Give me four touchdowns for them. Yeah, give me Wake Forest by like 10. I don't think Notre Dame's that good this year. It's definitely an off year, especially when their quarterback went inactive. And uh, I just think Wake Forest is just more prepared for this game, strength of schedule-wise in general. Yeah, give me Wake Forest. I mean, they had as hard a strength to schedule in Georgia. So, like, they proved they can actually win big games. So, 
Give me Wake Forest. Okay, okay. I guess I'm in the minority here. Next game. Yes, the ball. Baylor versus UNLV. Baylor by 40. 40. 45. Hook Hines always has his boys prepared yeah. for a good bowl game. You know, and UNLV is coming in. They're running their mouth a little bit how they should Ooh. be in the playoff. They're saying they should be in the playoff. I'm like, I don't know. I think Baylor, Baylor got Victor Prime and Manuel Macy, Mr. Harrison. I think they're going to put on a show on offense. Give me a, a two to seven game. Give me Baylor. Yeah, I mean, I think Baylor's going to win his game. I mean, they're just way better top to bottom coaching-wise, too. I mean, I guess UNLV's trying to prove something. I think they'll prove that they're probably the worst team in the NY6. Bull slate, like, I don't even know what the fuck their team is. And the AEC is kind of a joke right now. So, for that, I'm going to put Baylor by 33. Yeah, give me Baylor. They're just a better team. Uh, UNLV, you know, they need to keep getting good recruiting classes. Maybe one day they'll be able to upset a Power 5 team. But for now, give me Baylor by, like, 30 or something. Okay, okay, a little less than me. But anyway, these are non New York Six Bowl games. We got the Singletary Old Smoky Moonshine Bowl, Miami versus Penn State. This is gonna be a very high scoring game as both teams lack something called <laughs> I don't know, defense. They've got some really good dynamic weapons on both sides, though. Miles Witt, Cam Copeland, Quandre Mazel, Rocket Burke on Miami and Penn State, you got Mr. Mars Garrett, the Mackey Award winner, you got Carlos Cunningham. But you know, I'm a little biased here, but Miami's gonna win this game. Give me sixty three fifty six, Miami. <laughs> Give me fuck. Give me Miami. Uh, forty-two thirty-seven. Yeah. Uh, give me Miami. Maybe if Penn State had someone else besides uh Mars Garrity, but he's just cursed. Miami has like actually other players that are active, so <laughs> I would say thirty-five, like fourteen or seventeen. Mars Garrity has like six touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. We roll with that. Okay. Hines, Ketchup Bowl, Alabama versus Northwestern. Northwestern's best player, Mr. Armstrong, Isaiah Young, Royce Anderson. I don't know who who else is he, man. I don't know. Montana, Preston Robinson, the man, the myth, the legend. He's disappeared. He's Coach Cub's best player. I'm not looking, feeling too good about this Northwestern team. Colby Crow Jr. is going <laughs> to go for five tutties on him. Give me Alabama. Yeah, I want to laugh right now, but I think this is actually embarrassing for the Alabama program that they're playing this Northwestern team right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm talking that to Coach fast. Fitzgerald right now. I think this is an all-time low for you and your program. He's listening. You're listening to this podcast, Coach. And I'm telling you right now that with the roster you have and the players you have, you should not be in that bowl game right now. You better turn the fuck up. That's on baby. You're on the hot seat. Yeah, give me Alabama by 36. But, yeah, all-time low for Alabama right now. Yeah, um, give me Alabama. Um, Northwestern, I don't really even know who's on the team besides Armstrong. Yeah. But Colby Crow's going to go off. Um, but Leo Wood's still on the team. <laughs> Leo Wood's still on the team. <laughs> no, he graduated. He was still he Phillips class. He graduated? He graduated. <laughs> what? I'm that old. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this is definitely an all-time low for the Bama program. You know, not even making the New York Six Bowl, but it's all right. I think they'll bounce back next year, but we'll just have to wait and see on that. Yeah. All right, all right. 
we got next game. UCLA versus Florida Atlantic. Um, Coach Yo-Yo has <laughs> disappeared off the face of the earth after commenting on Shadour Sanders' uh, ass in a, on a comment um, in a chat. He's disappeared from Florida Atlantic. Mr. Evan Schultz <laughs> is the coach of the UCLA Bruins. He's bringing in Evan Kelly next year. Interesting to see. But they got some good players on UCLA. Most of is <laughs> Cookie and Sean Paul Jr. Those are some great players on that. It's Jaquavius oh, Cookie. cookie going for Jaquavius Cookie. Is, is, is Jaquavius Cookie? Jaquavius Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Top five man in back on <laughs> Jaquavius yeah, Curry. I think Jaquavius Cookie is the difference maker in this going game. <laughs> going on. <laughs> going on. Give me your yeah. I think UCLA wins this game because of Jaquavius Cookie. Um, I don't know FAU, like, who they really have. I think they have Hines, but, like, that's about it. I think it. they brought in, like, fucking, what's his name, like, Terrence <laughs> Bowen. He was, like, a 92 overall transfer. He died. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Because it wasn't the Ville. Because yeah. it wasn't the Ville. But yeah, give me UCLA by like 21 points. So. Give me UCLA by 90. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jaquavius Cookie puts up 15 touchdowns. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, bro. That shit's a fucking joke. <laughs> okay, next game on the docket. We got the Atlas Bowl. Michigan State versus TCU. Coach Mark. Going to have his boys ready versus Coach Hughes. Coach Hughes had a pretty disappointing season this first year at TCU. They're going on the way up. But give me Michigan State. Coach Mark is going to show why he is a top top coach. I know, St. Yu King, you're listening to this right now. St. Yu King, Coach Mark is the top coach in the nation. He's going to show it in this bowl, one of the best bowl games yeah. you could you could possibly go to. Trey Hickson's going to show why he could be a Heisman candidate next year. Who knows? Yeah, you, yeah um, you can go. You can go. I'll go last. Um. Yeah, Michigan State should win this game. I think TCU quarterback is like dead or something. So yeah, they're not gonna win. <laughs> but I mean, I could see Hickson being a Heisman finalist if he wasn't on such a shit team and didn't have to play Minnesota if they make the Big Ten title game or whatever. But yeah, game Michigan State by like twenty, thirty points. Yeah, as the host of the Atlas Bowl. All right, we got. I'm hosting my uh, my favorite coach in the league. And my least favorite coach in the league. So, uh, yeah, me and Hughes have kind of sort of like this weird, like, sort of beef, you know? Because, like, over Dallas Cowboys, you know, what happened over there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think Michigan State's going to win this game, you know? I'm giving them top tier coverage and great hotel room and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> hotel six, man. We're not giving TCU a hotel at all. So, uh, yeah. I think okay. Trey Hickson goes for like six touchdowns. Right. Michigan State by 94. Um, Actually, the cover. Because the other like, teams don't have fucking players. Down. Yeah. I mean, Armstrong's all of his players. <laughs> that was retarded, bro. On God, I feel I feel like ashamed of ranking Royce Anderson and Isaiah Young so high. Wait, he was both of them. I feel really ashamed. That's that's on me. What? Definitely, bro. yes, they, both, they both go missing. They both go to Ohio State. Like definitely. Oh no! Not coincidence. 
not a coincidence, but we got UCF versus Stanford. Coach Coleman coaching the recruitology ball. Yeah, I got an upset Stanford. That's a Stanford. fucking joke of a program. UCF died off the face they, of the earth. Yeah. Um, After EFM left, that program died. Is that a coincidence? Yeah. Give me, give me Stanford by like twenty, unless Alex Andrews, whatever the fuck his name is, actually starts caring, but he probably won't because he sucks. So give me Stanford. Yeah. Alex Andrews is just a joke. I'm, I'm gonna go on a quick, quick, um, list of the rest of the games. Um, my predictions: Citrus Bowl, Ohio State, Camping World Bowl. Give me Maryland. Alamo Bowl. Uh, who's even on? Those I don't fucking Utah. know. Give me Utah. Give me Utah. Yeah, I'll take Utah. Big game by Pierre Pitt. Give me Utah. Yeah, Nelk Clemson. Bowl, right? uh, Clemson, sure. Why not? No, Pitt. Pitt. Bowl, I'm taking Nebraska. Pitt. What the fuck? Chauncey Gallup. Pitt has no one. Yeah. No, Nebraska has players? Chauncey Gallup. Yeah, bro. Chauncey Gallup. He's a beast. Yes. In the Red Box Bowl game. Yeah, yeah. Coach LeVar by 90 over... I don't know, is it like the fake Coach Coleman or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I don't know how LeVar is in such a bad bowl. Isn't this team, like, somewhat decent or no? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he brought a good class. So, I mean, props to him for that. Led by... Led by Chuck oh, God. Callaway. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Four-star receiver, my bad. <laughs> Oh gosh! All right. Yeah. That wraps it up. Um, might have a guest on next time. Who knows? This pro this this podcast was like twenty five minutes, and now it's like forty minutes because we're over that. But uh, yeah, we chilling. Yeah, this was um, my best performance on podcast. Time. I'm coming back better next week. Out. On. Yeah, that's gonna be a fucking. Then we're gonna be on. That'll be depression. if we lose, this becomes like a slander podcast. That's what's gonna become. <laughs> it will be so a wait, wait, what do we do? Uh, I mean, we can discuss that later, actually. Yeah. No, I was just saying, are we coming back after this yes, round, or are we going to do what? it after the playoffs in general? Oh, uh, I don't know. Because we'll have bowl games to discuss about, so we can do that. All right. Uh, do, do. See y'all.